hit record without warning. Oh no, that's not good. Tits. You're supposed to ask consent when you start recording like that. No, you, that's the paperwork that you signed when you walked in. Oh. That's what the NDA was? Technically, Shit. I can make you bleed. I should have read the terms and conditions. Yeah, you fucked up. Anyways, <laughs> why uh, why are we here today? Enlighten me, Chris. We are here to have a good time. And um, we thought it would be interesting to look ahead at the uh, year's movies that are coming out. Um, a couple have come out already that have been pretty good, but uh, we want to look ahead. And um, we had the great idea to do sort of a, a bracket in the style of March Madness that's coming up of our excitement level or interest in movies that are coming out this year i don't want to see any of them okay then let's uh, pack it up and go. <laughs> roll credit <laughs> um what we did is we uh chose 16 of the movies that we think have the most promise or are most interested in and divided them into seeds and we'll just go through and kind of determine talk about each matchup and see which one we are more interested in or has more merit and just go from there and determine a quote-unquote winner Will our uh, zealous fans of Disingenuous have the option to gamble on these on Fandle? Uh, I don't think we have the technology available for that yet, but well, we're bullshit. working on it. Don't don't worry. If they can bet on the XFL, they can bet on Disingenuous. You bet your ass they can bet on Disingenuous. <laughs> Free bet. Hey, <laughs> Disingenuous will give you a $69 free bet <laughs> if you sign up for anything that lets you gamble. You have right to use now. that by April 20th. Yeah. So um, Use code cock. <laughs> you, had, you just wanted to get that in there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you want me to go ahead by and uh, just announce the movies by the seating that we came up with? Or just no. go ahead with the matchups? Just hit the regions. Okay. Well, um, whenever you guys want to start, I'd be ready to go. Yeah, we pressed record. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, without consent, but okay. Um, okay, so the wait, 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 wait. Who's the who's the bracketologist guy on ESPN? Joe Lenardi. Oh, you mean that fucking nerd in the khakis? Yeah, that's that's Chris for today's episode. Yeah. Nerd. I mean, also just in daily life, but I'm wearing nerd brown jeans with your nerd hair. He does kind of have a khaki look going. Yeah, yeah and the glasses. All right, sorry, Joe Lenardi. Kind of want to kiss you. <laughs> just. Try to refrain from that. Um, okay. okay, so our first matchup in our first region is going to be, after that Super Bowl trailer, the one seed, The Flash, versus the four seed, Fast X. Oh, oh. God, that's easy. Yeah, uh, d- there's a reason why Flash is the one seed. Uh, this is a blowout win, and in fact, all of the reserves are playing <laughs> the second half. You don't want to go with the upset in the first matchup? and Fuck no. And talk up the Fast X. Jason Momoa is going to single-handedly blow that series. Well, you also have uh, Brie Larson, right? Listen, I'm not going to say they don't have anybody good because they've got my girl Brie. They got John Cena's a good guy now. They got my girl. As uh, all the villains in this franchise turn out to be. My girl Ratcatcher 2. Fuck, 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 fuck. She's in this movie too? Yeah. And she looks good. 
He's got piercings and tats and shit. So, and there's no rats. <laughs> I think my only input into this matchup is that I have refused to watch any of the Fast movies since Paul Walker died. I didn't even see the one that was released after he died. Are you... Paul, Paul Furious Seven. Died. Yeah, I gave up. You're not missing anything. Furious Seven. That's the last I heard, one I, I saw. I heard they went to space. That sounds neat. Drum roll, please. The <laughs> most recent Fast and Furious movie I've seen is Tokyo Drift. That's still a crime. You, I can't believe you haven't seen Fast C- Five. It's cinema. It that movie you, is pure cinema. It took you years to see the first one, which is the best one still. Hey, asshole. No one likes the tuna here. I watched that. Bullshit, and then, like, asshole. Sorry. If you're going to quote a masterpiece. Yeah, well, I do. All right, and then like a month <laughs> later, I watched Too Fast, Too Furious, and that was that was some shit. Too man. Fast, Too Furious is an underrated gem. We might hungry. It's so bad. Honestly, my review of that movie is that it was too fast and too furious <laughs> for its own good. Yeah, that's and fair. then Tokyo Drift. I just you know I love I love Japan. <laughs> so okay, so why so don't we talk sense. about the Flash for maybe 20, ten seconds before I mark it as an easy win? Oh, looks uh, Michael Keaton. That's it. That, there you go. <laughs> Michael Keaton. Takes the victory in round one. Case closed. Case closed. Move on. You got Michael Keaton basically as LeBron James of 2016, and Jason Momoa is Draymond Green kicking people in the dick. (laughs) All right. So we'll stick in the same region and go with the two seed, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, versus the three seed, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon. Mm. You sick bastard. I will go ahead first and say um, I... I am not a huge fan of Zack Snyder. He's fine. He's made some good movies, so I'm not going to talk trash about him or anything. But I've been waiting five years for the next Mission Impossible movie because with the pandemic and everything, they've pushed it back multiple times. And I am still of the opinion that the Mission Impossible movies, since the third one, because the second one was worse than the first, I think, since the third movie, each movie has gotten better. And Mission Impossible Fallout was the best. It was one of my favorite action movies of all time. So I'm real excited for Dead Reckoning. What is the premise of Rebel Moon? I don't think I know enough. I think uh, there's like this moon and it's like <laughs> okay. really upset at its parents. And it's just feeling rebellious. The, okay. The story is that this was a an idea that Zack Snyder pitched to Disney. Seven Samurai. For like a, for like a Star Wars movie. But yeah, it's, based, it's basically... The next iteration of Seven Samurai, Magnificent Seven, which whatever. Star Wars was based on a lot of those old it's Kurosawa kind of movies. Yeah. Anyway, you know what it is? It's Zack Snyder's Star Wars. <laughs> so I don't know if he didn't, if he actually yeah. pitched it to Disney, or they and they turned it down, or he just didn't. But he's basically making a Star Wars movie for Netflix. Yeah. Okay, so it is a Netflix situation. It's a, yeah, because he, he's got that contract with Netflix. The past couple of movies he's made are with Netflix. Netflix. That was like Army of the Dead was a Netflix one. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a spinoff to that too, right? A pre- prequel or something. He didn't direct, but it was part of that franchise. Correct. Well, Netflix had come out with some news that they were going to start enforcing the the different account sharing things and then immediately walked it back <laughs> as soon as there was any kind of outrage. Because it was a bad idea. That was a testing the waters kind of I thing. I don't know if that's a, a win for Netflix, a huge loss for Netflix. Um, I don't know. That's This is an interesting matchup. I feel like my gut says Mission Impossible. If you told me right now, let's go see a movie, and those were the two options, you know, to watch Tommy Cruise go wild, save the world. Break some bones along the way. Or watch another Star Wars, but this time in slow motion. I think it would have to be (laughs) 
Mission Impossible. Also, all the behind the scenes stuff I've seen for this movie are in black and white. Is this movie in black and white? No, it's not. Okay. Uh, my heart tells me Rebel Moon, but my logic thinking brain <laughs> says that we're going to go with Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Okay. I'm a huge Zack Snyder guy. It's really painful for me to say that because I'm super excited for Rebel Moon, but the consistency of the Mission Impossible franchise as of late cannot be thrown out. That's like, again, if you've got a consistent team right. going up against... That that team of uh, Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie has been really good the last yeah. couple of movies. So yeah, you're not... You're hard, not gonna, hard to dispute. Can't bet against them. Who is, before we move on, do we have details for Dead Reckoning? Who, like, the major um, villains are or anything so like that? So I know Your Haley, Haley Atwell is in it. Okay. She's, like, the, the new cast member. Um, but there's... It's kind of a... Crack instead of tits. I, I call Fast Five... Uh, <laughs> the all-stars of the fast and the furious franchise and i feel like dead reckoning is kind of the same thing for mission impossible there's a lot of returning people from the mm. previous movies it's also is did we address this it's dead reckoning part one it is yeah because yeah, they're supposedly making like two more movies and that's the end of the franchise for now because mm. mm-hmm. yeah, that always happens they're gonna resurrect tom cruise and he's gonna make movies 100 years from now i'm not sure who the villain is i'm deep I, fake i can't remember yeah, i was I just know. curious yeah i don't know all right so that's that's our first region we have we have Flash versus Mission Impossible um, okay. in the second round. So All let's right. go to the next region. Um, the first seed in that one is Spider Man Across the Spider Verse is the second into the Spider Verse movie, and the fourth seed is Shazam: Fury of the Gods. I feel like this is also kind of an easy win, but yeah, let's uh, talk about it. Yeah, the the one seeds are just cleaning house. All right, right so now. let's let's talk about with this one. What does our fourth seed bring? What is Shazam bringing to the table that you're excited about? Not shit. <laughs> I think that's selling it short a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, listen, I love actually the first Shazam movie. I love it. I liked it. I, I just don't see the merits of, I just don't see a story to continue to tell. Uh, I feel like you're going to hate me for this statement, but Shazam to me is the DC Ant-Man. Yeah. They aren't. I've I, After seeing all three of the Ant-Man movies, they're not bad at all. They're good movies. They're they're quality movies. But there's nothing really spectacular about it that excites me. And I feel like Shazam is kind of the same thing. And I, but don't get me wrong. I think the Ant Man movies are better than the first Shazam. But it's like I'll probably go and have a good time and see that movie, and it'll be fine. But I'm not really excited about anything like I am with the Flash. I'm really only going to Shazam two for Grace Fulton's legs, <laughs> and that's it. That's what you're going yeah, for. Yeah, it's pretty simple logic here, also, guys. Spider-Man also, into the Spider-Verse. I, I thought you were going to say Helen Mirren. I was going to say Helen Mirren's in this movie. That's a plus. Kraken set of tits. Listen, <laughs> I, across this or Into the Spider-Verse was a better movie than Shazam. So well, by yeah. that logic, I'm going to be more hyped for the sequel to the better movie. Right. And that's not a slight on Shazam. The other rumor about uh, Shazam, I don't know if it's a rumor or if this is just fact at this point, is that Gal's Wonder Woman is making an appearance in this. She, I saw footage somewhere, I think in a Japanese commercial or TV spot or something like that, where they show like her gauntlets or something in like a commercial. Like they showed the part of one. But again, and I was like, wait, what? It's, it's hard for me to get excited about this kind of stuff because, uh, you know, Chris and I, we went and saw black Adam, which was not a great movie, but I didn't think we had fun with it. Yeah. It it was, it was what it was. Yeah. Um, it did. Dwayne has refused to appear in any kind of situation in which was that Shazam. A, was that a Phil Brooks impression? That was. Dwayne um, 
so he doesn't even want to be a part of the franchise that his character is from. He really sank that. And now with with the new takeover at DC, none of these stories are continuing anyway in the way that they might have been set when they started production on these movies. So why get excited for Shazam two? In all fairness, Dwayne did um, change the hierarchy of the DC universe (laughs) going forward. Technically, he did. He got everyone else that was there fired and replaced. You know what? Actually, I told Chris this yesterday. Uh, Black Adam, to me, I don't watch it remotely for Black Adam. To me, that movie is the JLA, and Black Adam is just there. The, we came out thinking the same thing. Pierce Brosnan, Aldous Hodge were fantastic. See, that movie doesn't get made unless The Rock is spearheading it, which is a shame because I think if Black Adam was played by a different actor and they made that movie just called The Justice Society of America, and Black Adam was the villain instead of an anti-hero because it's the big star, and you had the JSA fighting him and stuff, that would have been a more a, a more successful movie. But just because it's kind of the, the double-edged sword, though, because does that movie get made without The Rock? Because he, try, he tried to play this character for a decade. But I would I, I talk a lot of shit about DC movies and kind of the necessity for some of the stuff that uh, James Gunn has planned now. I would 100% go see a Hawkman movie after Black Adam. Yeah. In fact, that's really the only movie I want to see off of Black Adam. It's just kind of a shame because you know they're probably not going to continue any of those characters. And Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate and Aldous Hodge's Hawkman are probably not going to appear in another movie. It's kind of a loss. We'll see. Hopefully it happens. Yeah. Black Adam, the title character, is not even appearing in... Anything that they have planned. Yeah. So um, I would say we'd probably, it's another clean, clean sweep on Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're not, yeah. they're, they're, they're making and it to the Spider-verse third Spider-Verse was a groundbreaking. I think we'll talk film. more yeah. about Spider-Verse maybe in this next round with they're moving through. But I think that's a, an easy sweep right there. Yeah. I'll watch out for Aria, uh, A-Rad. He might, he might sink them oh, fucking from, the title, from the title hips. We'll see. Um, okay, so our 2-3 matchup in this region is the number two seed, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the fifth Indiana Jones film, and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Hmm. This is like, if I'm watching March Madness, this is the one that's on like ESPN2 that I'd never turn Here's on. Here's the thing. I knew you were going to say that, so let me defend <laughs> Indiana Jones for a second. Okay. Um, I um I don't think I've ever gone on record about it, but Harrison Ford is my favorite actor of all time. I Ooh. will watch anything he's in. He's great. And I know he's 80. And yeah. I know King <laughs> of the Crystal Skull was not well received. Uh but no. and I know Steven Spielberg is not directing it, but James Mangold is. I do love James Mangold. So I was gonna say you throw in Ford and throw in Spielberg. I know I know he Spielberg's you know, in it somewhere, right? Like he's behind it somewhere, but you're going to give me one last adventure with Indiana Jones. I don't care how old he is. I don't care what you have to do story wise or whatever or anything. That's like an event movie for me. It's like, we're going to get one last Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones movie. And I know that's just, just off the name recognition and the, in the movies that came before him. Cause I, to a certain extent, I enjoy all four of the Indiana Jones movies. Um, my least favorite is probably Temple of Doom, but it still has some merits. So if you're going to give me one more Indiana Jones movie 15 years after the one that we thought wasn't even going to happen to begin with, 
I'm excited for it for sure. That's fair. I'm going to go Aquaman too. <laughs> Simply because, uh, I mean, it's, I assume it's going to be the last time we see Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Uh, and then again, I don't know, but also I, I don't know. James Wan likes to do these ridiculous movies of explosions and all that shit. And I know I gave fast X a hard time, but for, for what it's worth real quick, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but just because I thought of it, um, just seeing test screening threads and Twitter like ah. stuff occasionally. Every time I've seen one on The Flash, it's been nothing but glowing reviews. And I know James Gunn will say it's one of the most comic movies, comic book movies I've ever seen because he's the head of DC now. But I've seen nothing but good things about it. Aquaman two is a different case. I I've heard that it's a mess of a movie at the moment. No, oh, so it's following in the footsteps of Aquaman one. Yeah, which is just absurdity. Which I, I listen. I I'm just not as married to the doing Indiana Jones again. I I I prefer to leave that as a classic, just leaving it there. But that's me personally. But don't you want one more movie that's better than the for, than the fourth movie? Because the fourth one was is often regarded. It's not my sure. least favorite. Sure. Personally, it was often regarded as the worst one. Don't Two, you want like one more try to like get again, a good movie? This isn't to go a match. This isn't a matchup that I'm thrilled deciding a winner. Two in. two wrongs don't make a right here with the Indiana Jones franchise. Just can we let this old man rest? That's 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 kind <laughs> of my still thoughts. work. He's I had joined the Marvel universe. Just so, give him a glass of milk. And yeah, put can him we in let, bed. We need that to rest too. Yeah. Um, I looked up last year's actual March Madness bracket to see what this matchup is. And this matchup to me is the eight nine seed San Diego State versus Creighton. <laughs> oh my God! I, when you were saying I looked it up, I was going to be like, "Please tell me one of the teams was Creighton." Creighton. That's Holy how I feel shit. about Creighton in the yeah. yeah. And so this—that's the amount of investment I feel in this matchup, um, just because I don't want either. Well, uh, for the sake of variety, and because I feel like I'm being downvoted here, why don't we uh, push Aquaman through? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, we we have to have our first upset of the season, and uh, because I know neither of you are really jazzed about Indiana Jones, so no. What is if, this dial? Tell me about the dial of destiny. I think it has something to do with time travel. So. It has to because it made Harrison Ford not eighty. Well, yeah, aren't they there, deaging him? There's scenes where he's. I, I don't think it's deaging it. Well, they like deaged him in the movie, but I think they're like flashback scenes. I don't think like it's actually him being deaged in the movie. Is this? Are, are Nazis still connected to all of this? I think so. But to be fair, the best Indiana Jones movies involve Nazis. Because they, they all involve Nazis. Only uh, the first and the third do. And now the fifth? And now the fifth. Yeah. So every yes. other. But, <laughs> I'm, over, um, I'm over Nazis. You have the return yeah. of John Reese Davis as Sala. You have Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the other main person in it. But then you have Boyd Holbrook and Mads Mikkelsen. As the mm-hmm. villains, so there's good talent in there. So hope and Mangold's directing it. So I have not high hopes, but I hope it'll be good. Fair enough. Okay, let's move on to the third region, and our one four matchup is Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer versus the four seed Timothy Chalamet as Wonka. Oh Jesus! Yeah, this, is, this is another. This is this one. This one's a, a blowout. In the first yeah, quarter. Wonka. Wonka takes <laughs> yeah, this I'm, easy. I'm thinking we have like a 25-3 run to start the game, <laughs> and Chris Nolan is like, "Hey, I'm going to put in my reserves. Uh, you guys can go ahead and go back to the hotel and get some extra rest for the next round." 
if this was actual March Madness, Wonka forgot his jerseys. They showed up without <laughs> they, the equipment they, they were, needed. They were the average Joes, and they ended up yeah. having to wear like assless chaps. So let's talk about Wonka here. Okay. Why? That's that's why number it, one. It to me like already I don't want to see it, and then they're like, "Oh, Timothy Chalamet." I'm like, F- I, "Now I really don't want to see it." I I like Timothy Chalamet; he's a good actor. But like, must we cast Tom Holland and Timothy Chalamet in they're everything? The hot new like young actors. They're the that fun have toys. To be in everything. They're yeah. men and they're white, and so yeah, yeah. they're they're all that's out there. That did anybody ever sit down and watch oh, Willy no. Wonka and oh. the Chocolate Factory? And did, all of the things that did, happen in that movie. Is that a real question? That's a classic, of course. Let me finish the question. Okay. And as you're watching that movie, and, you know, this fun, whimsical tale, and all the wackiness of Gene Wilder, and just... Fucking the, scary Oompa Loompas. Yeah, the sets, and the songs, and all of that. And you sat down and critiqued that movie, and you're like, but what was he doing before? I want uh, young Wonka. Have you... I will counter that question with another question. Have you ever seen any of the Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, Charlie, and the Chocolate Factory? Okay. I was because, about to go there because that, there's that is a travesty to cinema. There's tra- there's flashbacks in that movie of Johnny Depp's uh, domineering dentist father who like tortures him, played by Christopher Lee. Count Dooku. And in that movie... <laughs> mm. I was like, why is this a, a part of this movie at all? Like, why don't you just do a remake? Like, do the same story of, like, Willy uh, Wonka and the Chalk Factory. So even that snippet, I was like, why do I need that? I don't need an entire movie about that with Timothy Chalamet. That's for sure. It's uh, that that movie. Like, if whenever uh, Amber Heard and Giant Depp were, like, in the courts, if they would have just played the entirety of Charlie and Chocolate Factory, uh, Heard would have won all the money. <laughs> That movie, that movie, my sister loved it, and I was like, you were fucking nuts. That's That would have been his restitution. And his, like, origin, do you know why? Do you know why he decides to... Uh, he uh, likes candy? No, I don't no, no, know. No, no, what no, else no, do Because his father no, no, is no, no, a dentist, No, 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 right? no, 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 no. So he, not that, that like, not that. Do you know why he wants to give his chocolate factory to a young boy? Oh, God. I don't like where this is going. There's a scene where he's getting his hair cut, mm-hmm. and they find a gray hair, and he looks at it, and he goes... I need to find an heir. <laughs> so and it's I, like the slow creeping of death is the reason. Yeah. His his own mortality once he's facing that. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, what if Wonka's facing mortality and he thinks of hair as he needs an heir? <laughs> we should rank <laughs> Fucking the, blow my brains out. We should rank the Tim Burton Johnny Depp collaboration sometime. This is... Well, this is dead last. All right, so <laughs> this one... I'm just going to... Pencil in here with my little Sharpie Oppenheimer, just just to say this one. This in this game, the star tears his ACL halfway through. All right, well, let's let's just as a preview to Oppenheimer in a future round conversation, just speed round here. It's name on. some of these actors that are appearing in Oppenheimer. Well, I, Downey Jr. First off, I'm very uh, ecstatic that Killian Murphy. Is getting a starring role in one of the yeah. That, that's that's all I, I needed. Like that a lot. That's all I needed to make it my most anticipated. If you say Chris Nolan movie and Killian Murphy is the lead, because he's obviously appeared in. in a lot of his movies, but yeah. um, I'm 100 percent down for that. And yeah, Downey's in it. And who's the female lead of this movie? I can't remember. Oh, it's not Margot Robbie, is it? Florence Pugh, isn't it? Florence yes. Pugh. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, um, let's it's see like if I they're can... trying to like get me all right we'll we'll talk about chris nolan down the line we'll talk about the scale that this movie might be but just as a preview for that next matchup killian murphy robert downey jr 
Florence Pugh, Jack Quaid, Matt Damon, Rami Malek, Emily Blunt, Josh Hartnett, um, Josh Dave, Peck. David, uh, what's his name? Josh Peck is in it. That's right. Uh, David, he was, he was in like the Suicide Squad. Right? Something David Amakian. Harper. No. no. Uh, oh, Dest. Oh, yeah. He was in uh, the Ant-Man movies. He's in a lot of shit. Dest Malchian. Yes. He, he was in The Dark Knight. He was in Knight. The Dark Knight. Yeah. yeah. Josh Peck, you said before, is in it. Benny Safdie Nick. is in it. Dane DeHaan, Kenneth Branagh, Gary Oldman. I love Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, can, can we Casey also... Casey Affleck, Gary Oldman, Clark. too? Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Guys. I mean, it's absolutely stacked top to bottom. Dane DeHaan needs more opportunities. That's got me even more excited. Yeah, this movie has an unfair advantage going into the tournament. That's all I David Crumholtz. <laughs> Scott See, Grimes. You, you know when, like, David O. Russell creates an all-star cast and it's, like, all A-listers and then the movie's trash? Mm-hmm. I feel like Christopher Nolan is doing the same thing here, but he fills it out with like top tier A list people, and then the rest, like the people under them, are like people you know, but they're really good actors. I, I, I love that. About I his. rattled off like a dozen names before we even got to Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, like the, that's even a if they're playing like a, a small supporting role. Everyone in that movie will be great. All right, so Oppenheimer is taking that. All right, the um, other matchup in this in this third region is the two seed. Barbie, starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, versus the three seed, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, man. You know what? This is actually a tough matchup. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. I want to see both of these movies. And I don't necessarily want to see both of them because I'm expecting them to be great movies, but I'm expecting to have fun with both movies. Also, um, just as a preview, if we sneak Barbie through here, we will get a matchup of movies that come out on the same Oppenheimer day. and Barbie, same release day. All right. So what Wait, do you want to talk about you're, first? You're building or? a narrative. You're trying to, you're trying to get the refs. Yeah. The refs biased. are in on this one. Yeah. Here's the thing with, um, with Barbie. It seems like a movie that like, just because of the subject matter, you're like, Oh, that's just a, you know, movie for girls or whatever. But it's Greta Gerwig directing right. Mar- Margot Robbie as Barbie, who is, Probably the most perfect casting you can possibly think of. I mean, we you saw the trailer. And Gosling is Ken. And Ryan Gosling is Ken. And the trailer was an homage to Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey, which yeah. I know that's just a trailer, but if that's like kind of the tone they're going for, it'll be like, that's incredible. This one's pretty easy for me. I'm going Barbie. I think it's going to be Barbie here. Um, Super Mario. It's, everything you just described, like I have the same exact thoughts. Of you. I've, I've been shitting on super mario since this was announced especially (laughs) since chris pratt was attached to it and i i will continue to shit on that casting for all time (laughs) but what i've seen hoy and now seth rogan we've heard him as donkey kong yeah um what i've seen visually looks really cool (coughs) they've done a pretty good job also remember this is made by illumination entertainment which gives you like the despicable me minions franchise kind of thing so like it's kind of strange to me that they've put out a movie that looks this good, yeah. Because some of those despicable movies, uh, me movies, are like I just I have a problem just philosophically with there being voice actors, and then you make these types of big movies, and those jobs go to you know uh, what's his ass Charlie uh, um, Charlie Day Charlie Day Seth Rogen right Anya Taylor Joy who's one of the biggest actresses going right now she's playing Prince, Princess Peach. Right. It's like you you couldn't have any the only other you know what that. I think Jack Black is going to be good as Bowser. I was and surprised by that. I could not have told you that Keegan Michael Key was doing Toad unless I knew that 
ahead of time. Yeah, it, it's kind of refreshing where you have. I mean, Chris Pratt is doing a voice, but it's still Chris Pratt. It's not a good one. But it's kind Mushroom of Mushroom Kingdom. Here we go. It's kind of refreshing <laughs> that you see like footage with Jack Black or Keegan Michael Keaton, and I'm like, oh wow, they're actually trying to do yeah, a voice. It's not Jack Black just talking like himself. They're doing a voice. So I think that I'll I'll see it at some point. I'm not going to rush out, but I think in this matchup, it's Barbie. Yeah, yeah. Just for the record, I'm voting for Mario, but. But also, I kind of feel like they're they're cramming a lot of stuff into Mario. Like they, I've seen like Mario yeah. Kart stuff, Rainbow Road. They've DK got and Luigi and yeah. Where's Waluigi? That's you're asking the good questions. Mid credit scene. Oh, I, I if they show Waluigi in the mid credits, he comes out going, I'll literally shit. <laughs> 10 out of 10 movie. Would it be like uh, the shadow scene in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, but like times a thousand? Dude, seriously, grown men going, shut up. <laughs> Greatest thing ever. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to our last region. And mm-hmm. this might be another blowout here, but we'll, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> the number one seed, Dune Part 2, uh, versus the number four seed, Air, the movie about <laughs> Michael Jordan's Nikes. <laughs> And Air Jordan. Okay, so I, th- I actually let me say this. I think Air is actually going to be a good movie. It looked. I, saw I the genuinely believe it's going to be a good Ant-Man movie. And the Wasp yeah. and it, Turn it your microphone like off. I'm sorry. I think it's going to be a good movie, but but I'm going to just say it. Air, uh, Dune. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing about Air though with, that I kind of I kind of like is instead of making a movie about Michael Jordan, you're making a movie which which you could counter with why, but. I kind of like that they're making a movie about a specific point in time and the leading up to something historic like that instead of just being like, let's make a movie about Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like like a, taking something from history that people don't often think about and like telling that story I think is kind of interesting. Uh, he, here's how I got myself and I'll tell you this real quick. Mm. Um, one of our favorite movies, me and you, is Moneyball. So I'm Great hoping movie. they can get that kind of thing out of it actually, you don't believe it could actually happen, but. now that you say that that kind of is the vibe that it gives off yeah here's the thing <laughs> it's matt damon and ben affleck <laughs> and it they looks can't stop making movies with each other it's <laughs> not your fault it looks like they were were costumed like their whole wardrobe is snl that's honestly what the preview looked like it looked like an snl skit about michael jordan's shoes mm-hmm. and do we see Michael in this movie? We have to, right? Like um, it's them like meeting shot, with his parents. There's and a stuff. shot of him in the trailer from like behind, I think, as he goes into like the offices. But I don't think he's exclusively like a character. Is this before he's a gambling addict? Yes, because it's 1984 when he's at uh, North Carolina, so I would assume so. Fair. And Viola Davis is his mom, and she's great and everything. She is great and everything. You're not wrong. But uh, he- I'm. Here's my my struggle. Yeah, I have not seen Dune. Um, I was gonna say that's my struggle too. I have seen that movie, but I'm not deep within the mythos of that franchise. I have never read the books, unfortunately. My dad creams for Dune, so I'm excited for the second part, but I'm not as overwhelmingly excited about other movies on this, D- on Dune this bracket. Was, Dune was one of my favorite movies of that year. Um, you should rot- watch it, Colin. Another Tim, um, uh, another uh, Timothy Chalamet joint. It is. But he fits that role perfectly. Um, and if uh, I walk without rhythm, will I not attract the worm? <laughs> Listen, God damn it! Don't do this to yourself. Just watch the movie. Is Denis Villeneuve 
talk about another all-star cast that really works out oscar yeah. isaac josh brolin dave batista rebecca ferguson clean shaven jason zendaya oh. how much yeah. of weapon of choice by Fatboy slim can we play without getting copyrighted 15 seconds is fair use can you insert that here at this point sure thank you Now, why why did I do that? Because that was the lyric. That's what the, the <laughs> yeah yeah. You know that it's the song that's got the it's Christopher Walken dancing around like oh, the okay. entire video. Yeah, there's yeah. a line in that song that's "Walk without rhythm, it won't attract the worm." Mm. Is that an allusion to Dune? <laughs> it's gotta be. I hope. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Or, or tremors. What maybe? else would it be? <laughs> Tapeworm. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Um, I will also say without getting to. Uh, cracking tits like you did uh before but another point that dune's got going for it is the lovely leah sedu crack is going to be in it (laughs) so (laughs) that's almost the only reason i need to have to go see it (laughs) and rebecca ferguson don't rebecca ferguson rebecca ferguson she's great in the mission impossible movies too i liked her in dune a lot okay sounds like dune's moving on yeah so our last matchup in the first round is going to be the two seed Scream Six versus the three seed uh, aptly Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I'm gonna go. This is a three seed upset. I think so too. I think maybe we ordered them incorrectly. Um, we didn't do that. That was the that was the NCAA. No, between the seeds. Oh, that's <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, that seed. was uh, that was the commission. Wait, hang on. So wait, say it again. What's the three seed again? The three seed is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And the two seed is Scream 6. Yeah, um, Guardians. The uh, Scream movies, I have seen bits and pieces of all but the last one. But I've only seen the first one. All right, so I haven't here's, seen the newest one. I've here's always my done. argument for Scream 6. Yeah. Ghostface has got a gun now. Also... <laughs> For for fans of Friday the Thirteenth, this is Ghostface takes Manhattan. Ooh, he's it's going like to New York Home City. Alone too. <laughs> yeah, is the pigeon lady going to be in it? He fucking guns her down in the first five. <laughs> that minutes. was Pierce Morgan, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was his debut role. You think Trump's in Scream Six? Let's he go, so. he goes and hides in Trump Tower at the end. Ooh. Wait, yeah. you know what else? Uh, <laughs> they just need to put the wet bandits somewhere in Scream Six. I would too. love that. <laughs> I yeah, I think this was maybe a case of the wrong seating. Um, Guardians, I, I, you know me, I'm not as on the Marvel train as I once was, or ever was as as much as the two of you. I think it, that James Gunn has done a really good job with these characters. Maybe not sticking entirely to source material, and people can debate that, but I yeah. think the emotional weight behind all three of those movies has been pretty powerful, and I think this third one's going to be the same, because yeah. they're focusing on on Rocket, right? Yeah. I don't even know if I can watch that part. Yeah, that was kind of an off-putting vibe. It's like, do I want to go to this movie and cry my eyes out? Which is overreacting, but still, like, I'm not... I'm not it's also a testament to how much Gunn has made us care about all the characters. Right. Again, like yeah. five characters that I did not give a single shit about yeah. before that movie. And I, I, more know, than that, was a, five. that was a surprise hit. 
They kill off Yondu in the second one, and I was like, oh my god, this to, is awful. Yeah, to me yeah the, why do I care about Yondu the, so much? The Guardian movies have always been A-tier Rest in peace, Marvel. Yondu. So there's no way that Guardians <laughs> 3 isn't... So Guardians 2, I did not like. I hated Everything Guardians with too. Ego, I thought was <sighs> trash. I'm, the I'm, Yondu I'm team, stuff... I'm team Guardians 2 all the way. Oh, the Yondu I, stuff, to me, is The like Yondu awesome. stuff is great, but I, I was very disappointed by the second movie in that franchise. That's fair. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> It's, also, I mean, it's not as uh, the first one is still the best. The first one's one of the best Marvel movies. Well, we've we've made. heard Dave Bautista say this. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. he's he, not he doing wants more. To get he doesn't want to play Drax anymore. He's done. He's tired of the makeup. He's tired of playing him. Bautista wants to do like more. He um, wants to be in the DC stuff. He, yeah, he's been wanting to play Bane for James Gunn. He for just a came long out and time. said he would love to do it, but he even admitted you need younger actors. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't know if it's me. No, I, I actually think he's a, he's someone who wants to expand like his roles. And I actually think of the, no joke of the wrestler actors. He, he is the most, he's the best. he has the most range for yeah, sure. Like a uh, Blade Runner. I just watched that again the other day. He's great in Blade Runner. He's, he's great as the mute, uh, henchman and inspector. Yeah. Did you see the second knives out? Yeah. He's great. In Glass he was he's in wonderful. Yeah. In knives out. I heard this knock at the cabin is atrocious, but he's in that. The M Night Shyamalan. Movie. I've heard mixed I heard things the about it. I've heard, yeah, I've heard it's not as bad really? as people said, but it's based off a novel, so that tends to go. Right. Also, it bears mentioning for Scream Six is that they just keep making these damn movies. After, I just have fatigue after the first uh, trilogy, but um, it's kind of a shame that after five movies and her being the star of all those movies, that they like shortchanged Nev Campbell and yeah, she bullshit. walked away from it. She's like, the offer is not oh. as good as it sh- as yeah. it should have been. Because Courtney Cox is in six, right? Courtney Cox is the only returning person. She also kind of looks like the ghost of Courtney Cox. <laughs> but yeah, no, Nev, so Nev I think Campbell, that's a point against Scream 6 is yeah. they did Nev Campbell dirty. But you know what? This cast, Jenna Ortega. She was in the last Hayden one. Hayden Panettiere. Is in she's, his, yeah, she's back from She four. was killed in the fourth one and then they brought her back. Like she survived. Mm. So she was in the fourth one. <laughs> Colin doesn't like that. <laughs> Solid storytelling. Dermot Mulroney is in it. That's that's a win. I don't know who that is. Oh, Tony uh, Revel- Revelori is in it. Oh, uh, and Josh Josh Cigara <laughs> from Arrow sorry. is in it as well. He's, and, a, oh, he's, he's a terrible Flash. Oh, um, the guy from She-Hulk, the lawyer guy, her friend, Josh Cigara, he's uh, in Scream 6 too. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think this one's going Guardians way. Yeah, it's going Guardians. Okay, so let's go to the semifinals. Uh, in the first... Uh, region we have the one seed the flash versus the two seed mission impossible dead reckoning part one now this is a fun matchup this is a good matchup this is what the people for different reasons i think yeah because biases will play a role in which one moves on you know what my first thought is is of course i love the dc movies i want it to to succeed i love michael keaton i think i'd have to choose mission impossible i think that would be the better movie i think it has a better franchise uh foundation around it that you've built on for you know five or six movies and i'm probably more excited to see that than i am the flash that's fair i mean the the whole point of the bracket is upcoming movies what are you most excited for yeah i am after we saw that trailer i am more interested in the flash um i've been kind of cold on it since the lead is like kidnapping people (laughs) um since he's basically single-handedly destroying hawaii yeah So that waves in a bit here on this <laughs> matchup. You, sorry, I have I'm, to bring up. Did you see the Jason Momoa thing? No. He he posted something on Instagram about about the Flash trailer and how successful it was or whatever. And it was like a picture of him and Ezra or something like that. And he's yeah. like, 
he's like, good job or whatever. Like, I can't see, wait to see it or whatever. And the last word of the caption was aloha. Oh. And I was like, no, you can't include Hawaii no, in there. Come the, on. The, the best meme I saw that came out of the whole thing was the, they took from Raimi's Spider-Man 1. Uh, it was Toby. He's be like, it, they basically put on his face, like, all of Hawaii. And Toby's <laughs> like, I don't want to fight you, Flash. And he's like, I wouldn't want to fight me either. <laughs> It was so funny. So I, at least more hyped now than I ever was to see The Flash. Um, yeah. Excited to see Keaton, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, let's let this old man rest in kind of a way. You know, like, <laughs> it's okay if I, you don't. Go ahead. I, I, I think there's some merit. I, I, I know I'm the, you know, rain nostalgia guy around here. But I think there's some merit in giving a guy one last send off on something iconic like that. So like, yeah. I don't, if it's for it like this one movie, that's fine. Although I wish it was more of a Batman beyond movie. Here's he was playing old Bruce, yeah. but here's part of my problem. Do you guys both see Birdman? Yes. Yeah. Birdman's great. Love Birdman. So I felt like the whole message of that movie was this actor who is only known for this big action role. He can never get away from it. He wants to do more artistic things and like, Obviously, Michael Keaton was the right person for that job. Absolutely. And a few years later, he's dragged back into the mess that is the DCU. Um, before, he was, before that, he was in Spider-Man too as the Vulture. Right. So he's he kind of dragged. He already that. was the Birdman. Has to do with Spider-Man, I think. <laughs> it has something to do with Spider-Man, I think. Um, but now he's been been dragged back into the fold. He was going to be in the Batgirl movie, right? He was, yeah. And apparently, that was so bad. That they couldn't even release it, and Leslie Gray says that's not true. That it was the cut. The cut I she think, saw was good. I think that's a scapegoat like reason. Ten for against sure. one right now because everybody, everybody is saying that it was the right decision well, to blow up. That what movie. I've heard real quick is that Keaton, Leslie Grace, and Brendan Fraser as Firefly, the villain, were all apparently very good in this movie. So I don't know what the reason right. was. So that that got canceled. You know, he was brought back for that, and then they've brought the Flash back into the fold he's in this too and there's been talk about you know there's going to be a new batman moving forward we already have keaton and uh batfleck yeah. in this movie um so there's as excited as i am just to see like those those crowd pleasing kind of moments I, I kind of agree with you i don't know how good a movie it's gonna be is it, is the like whole no way home right is the whole purpose of this movie just going to be to kind of reset the last however many years of the DCEU or whatever they were calling it yeah and move forward um the, I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cast my vote real quick okay I'm gonna go flash okay so you're the deciding vote um well I will say one last thing against the flash just as a comic reader not a comic historian or anything I haven't read every single page that's ever been written but I think it's kind of a bummer that it's taken until 2023 to get a solo The Flash movie, and none of his villains are getting the spotlight. There's no yeah. reverse Flash, which is the which is the go-to choice. There's no Captain Cold. There's no Mirror Master. There's no I don't know Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, I know like Elongated those are not men. they're they're not the Joker and the Riddler and all these people that are super famous, but like right give him a chance to shine and the villain in this movie supposedly is just a dark flash like a version of barry that's evil that's trying to kill him because he's going back in time so right. much it'll be cool to see zod again yeah new but yeah that's the other thing is like because of the time travel aspect that one of the villains is just general zod again it's like i like can i get a flash villain in this movie i like blue cowl and cape batfleck oh, oh i love that make me finally um 
Um, <laughs> oh, and all the Keaton suits? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh. I think there's enough to look forward to in the Flash that I would cast my vote Flash. Okay. Yeah. Flash and move on then to the... Uh, it's oh, I'm sorry. This is the semifinal. And, and, and with the buzz of like, if a Christian Bale shows up, my load is going to be all over the seats. Do you think that's Jesus actually Christ. even on the table? You think that's happening? I think it is. Didn't I, they just say like there's going to be another Batman moving forward, and James Gunn was like, "No, it's a new actor." Yeah, because yeah, cause no, but I mean, a I mean, it's a this. cameo. Like Bale is a cameo. So, so not bringing to, him in to be to like, what, no, end, no, that's bullshit. I, for, for fun, it's like Henry Cavill at the end of Black Adam. What is? It doesn't mean anything. Who cares? Right. I don't care. You I will say though, Christian Christian Bale. this is a crazy ass thought, but like on the on the um, on the topic of bringing people back for like one last good send off, I I don't know. It doesn't make any sense for it to happen. I don't know how it would happen in this current like resetting of the timeline or anything. And it's probably and it definitely should not happen. I wouldn't mind a a, a George Clooney, Chris O'Donnell, like trying to like in a good movie like to take the for, bad taste of Batman and Robin of, out of out of your mouth because they're both good actors for the love of God and with the right <laughs> script and the right everything they could give us something cool but uh, again bring Arnold Clo- back <laughs> Clooney is 60 and Chris O'Donnell's like 50 52 something like that so it makes no sense to do that but I wish they could get some kind of redemption for that because they really got screwed over if by Harrison Ford can still be Indiana Jones at 80 right I think Clooney I'm, can still be like, Batman if they at were going to make a can Batman Beyond Banks with a team of eight guys why, if, if they're gonna make a Batman Beyond movie sometime, yes. and it was George Clooney as old ba- as old Bruce, I'd be one hundred percent on. Board I'd rather that. have Keaton, right? But like, if Clooney was the choice, I'd be like, that'd be cool. Um, I'd be down for that. I'll end you with this last thought: if there's a cameo of uh, Jim Carrey as Edward Nigma, then it's a masterpiece. It's a ten out of ten, <laughs> especially if he says "Surfs up, big kahuna." <laughs> All right, with that, let's move on. Um, <laughs> our second. Uh, quarterfinal match I'm sorry is going to be across the Spider-Verse versus Aquaman 2 oh this is easy yeah the Aquaman 2 got there by sheer luck <laughs> and then across the Spider-Verse yeah we picked it over Indiana Jones its ass. bastards we so we haven't talked about Spider-Verse at all at this point we got Polka Dot Man as the villain right um the spot oh that's what it is Polka Dot Man is oh shit that's, is DC, that's DC. Yeah. tomato potato yeah, you're right oh but we were just thinking about him with Suicide Squad yeah, yeah. yes the spot is the villain um you have Which, all sorts of other spider-men appearing so if you've the been video a video game you have ps4 spider-man in this movie. yeah they yeah. have like um what was the cartoon spider-man from the last few years the spectacular spider-man yeah, it's got like that in there's gonna be um you know spider-man 2099 and all of that can i we, think it'll be interesting even if it's a cameo can we please get christopher daniel barnes as the 94 animated spider-man just for one scene i love that they'd show be, they'd be fantastic i love that show I think that's moving on easy. Okay. Then our next matchup is a real barn burner. Oppenheimer versus Barbie. Same day release. We're going to do a double feature, right? Oppenheimer. I'm sorry. That was fast. But I, <laughs> yeah. I just, it, it's that to me, that one's actually a no brainer. And, and here's the thing. The fact that they're the same day, which means that I'm going to have the real life conundrum of eliminating one like we've just right. done. Yeah. And if I'm ho- hopping on to Fandango and I'm looking at Regal. Fandango. Fandango. I use Fandango. You got a problem with that. So anyway, so I'll hop on there. And if I see Oppenheimer and scroll down and see Barbie, you bet your sweet ass I'm clicking Oppenheimer at 7.05. I I think that Barbie is going to be really, really interesting. Just, again, from this uh, Greta Gerwig take with the actors you have involved. Everything about this movie is just going to be like, what is going on? Right. 
at the end of the day, Christopher Nolan recreated the Trinity test <laughs> without CGI. <laughs> Which movie wins? This is a bold assumption too, but uh, could you? I, I my first thought about both these movies is that Oppenheimer will probably be the better movie, the better made movie, and everything. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if it's fun enough, I feel like Barbie will have better rewatch value. Like if I'm gonna like in a year's time, if I have both as an option, I think Barbie would have maybe an edge over it because those Nolan movies are great. But they're so you have to be really invested into like rewatch them to me. At, at, at least don't you badmouth Chris? Don't you badmouth Mr. Nolan? I'm just kidding. <laughs> me and uh, me and you are big. We're big. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. I have to go Oppenheimer here. Yeah, yeah it's it's going through for sure. But yeah. I'm just saying. And like after Tenet, I know Tenet was hard for some people. That I love that movie's a fucking banger. I love that. Instantly was one of yeah. my favorite See, movies. I know I will get hate from you guys from it, um, because here's the thing: I do not dislike that movie whatsoever i have not watched it a second time oh i've watched it i have yeah Yeah. i know you guys have but i just can't get in the right mindset for it for whatever reason and over the years interstellar is becoming one of my favorite movies same with interstellar i've seen interstellar one time i've watched maybe so many times um even inception which is which i've seen more besides the batman movies i've seen more than his other movies I haven't watched it in a long time. Oh, I've watched Inception probably yeah. 10 to 15 to, times. To put it in perspective, my number one favorite movie of all time is Inception. It's Inception. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I need to go back and do like a watch of his film. We'll do it. For, for, but coming up to Oppenheimer, so, we'll do a rewatch. Yeah, Imagine. I just watched uh, Memento for the first time ever. I like actually in the haven't last, seen that. Uh, you should watch it. Um, that is a great movie. It was good. It was much different than his other stuff. Obviously, it's very early on. Hot take. Yeah. Hot take. Um, as much as I love the Batman movies, his best movie is The Prestige. I haven't seen that either. Oh. Yeah. I love The I Prestige. I love The Prestige. Yeah. What a great movie. I just I just remember it being the cast of Batman. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bat- huge, huge Batman, Jackman. Wolverine, and Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. You know what? No one has spoiled and that movie for me. Did you know and that? And it's weird. No one has spoiled it. I you have. I can't believe you've gone 15 years without being spoiled yeah, on that. No, because anytime if I see any post that says the word, like I you just, just you need to watch scroll. it. It's a fantastic movie. David Bowie. David Bowie's in it. Yeah, Andy Serkis is in it. Oh shit! It's a good movie. All right, so that this bracket yeah. has been sponsored our, by Christopher Nolan. Our last, um, <laughs> our last matchup to get us to the semifinals is Dune Part Two versus Guardians Three. Mm, I don't feel strong about either of these. See. I feel like we have to go, or for me personally, we have to go with uh, franchise recognition and what I'm more invested in. And as much as I hate to say it, because I'm kind of burned out on Marvel at the moment, I'd have to say I would, if I had to choose between the two, I'd want to see Guardians three. I actually don't know. I actually don't have an answer right now. I can't. I don't think any of us really come from this big Dune fandom. I know it's out there. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm. We're I'm, probably not I'm a fair the, representation of anything the fan about of Dune. It. My yeah. dad read the book, and then he introduced me. My my dad, as I was growing up, introduced me to the lore. He made me watch the old, yeah, um, the old movie, which is fucking batshit. <laughs> that one is not for the faint of heart. It's a lot. Um, Patrick Stewart and yeah. Sting, Sting, yeah, Sting, yeah. Um, so this is tough because I very much want to see the, what, I, what me and my dad believe are the best parts of Dune are going to be in the second movie. Um, was part one very much, cause again, I never even saw it. Yeah. It's, it's very much like, let's introduce you to like 
the climax is at the end. Like something big happens at the end, and it's yeah. like, okay, like this is, this the, is the universe movie. we're in. This is the problem. But yeah. you need it because it's very complex. Wait until part yeah. two for more of the it's action. Not, it's not a setup movie at all. There's still a lot that happens. But there's yeah. yeah. But it's kind of setting up for the second one. Yeah. Um. Actually, can I make a proposition? Uh, if we put Guardians through, we would have three superhero movies in the final. So can we do? Flash versus Spider-Man on one side and Oppenheimer versus Dune more like auteur, like director-driven movies on the other side. No, we need to do this fairly. We randomized the bracket for yeah. those of you who weren't here for the setup of yeah. the show. Um, <laughs> we really did just choose numbers and put them where they landed. So we got it. I think I'm, that's true. We got to stick with the bracket as it is. But you know what? I think based off of sheer, I've been following these characters... I feel closer to the characters of Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. So while I'd get to see how Dune ends, I already kind of know based off I know the lore. But the Guardians, I truly don't know where Gunn is going to go with it. So There's that air go, of mystery. Yes. Yeah, so if yeah. what should technically give me more anticipation is an untold story, and I'm going to go with Guardians 3. I think the conundrum we have here is that either movie that moves on here is likely losing. <laughs> That also made the decision easier to yeah. just say Guardians 3. <laughs> I, th- I think Guardians, I would go with that anyway. All right, let's move on to the semifinals then. We got The Flash versus Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. This See, one's actually tough. This is where things get tricky because I think personally m- my gut tells me Across the Spider-Verse because of how much I loved the first one. That's yeah. another it's one movie. of the best movies. That's, it might be the best movie that year. I, I know you said it's it's tough. I don't. As much as I love the DC movies and the DC characters, I don't think it's tough at all after Into the Spider-Verse. After, so Into the Spider-Verse for me was, A, the animation was incredible. It was mind-boggling how B, creative it was. You have like the universe of Spider-Man and a relatively new character mm-hmm. in Miles Morales. You're not going through the same as much. You know that I love Spider-Man. As much as we've we've seen the same Peter Parker story right. over we have and three over versions and over of again, Peter Parker since um, two in whatever it was an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, they got me so invested in this character, and it was wacky with all the different people they had, and like I I watched that movie the year it came out again, like you know five times in a row because I was just like, this is amazing. It was an incredible movie, and it does a lot of. Um, interesting things with the formula and mm-hmm. making it because it's like this is a world you know, but it's a little different. It's not yeah. Peter Parker's world. The Peter Parker that we know, it's not his world. So you have like the female Doc Ock that was like a twist right. villain. You have the Kingpin as like the main villain, which we don't often see in these movies, which is kind of cool. And then there's a lot yeah. of different like minor characters or supporting characters like the Prowler that you get with Prowler Miles, was Miles cool Miles and Tombstone with Kingpin. So you got like a look at other characters and Spider Gwen and right. all the different variations of Spider Man, which was really cool. Peter, what was it Peter B. Parker? Yeah, and uh, Jake Johnson's did an awesome job. Like alternate Peter Parker was fantastic in that movie. Nicholas yeah. Cage's as the Spider Man Noir, yeah, was insane. Um, John Mulaney, John Mulaney as, as Spider Spider Ham, Spider Ham. I was thinking of Simpsons. Yeah, Spider Pig, Simpsons, uh, <laughs> Simpsons, not Simpsons. All respect to Spider Pig. Yeah, I'm gonna go with across the Spider Verse too. I this is one's actually tough. I'm I'm to be honest, it's might it might almost be even my excitement for both of them. But 
based off the fact that Into the Spider Verse is one of the best Spider Man movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I can't, I can't with a one of, one of the best animated movies eliminate. I've seen. Yeah, I can't yeah. eliminate across the Spider Verse and the fact that the end plus. We're gonna forget that happened. Plus, uh, the the chance that uh, my mic fell. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we could get Toby and Andrew back in like an animated form in it too could be fun. I know you're sighing at that, but like I'm a sucker for those two dudes. Um, and then you would be a sucker for those two dudes. <laughs> oh man, Andrew, crack and set up. I'm just balls. Si- I'm just uh, because <laughs> I wouldn't like rely on that as like an impetus to see the movie. As, no, as no, far as not, I know, I'm just adding. I'm just adding more. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a whole list of things that make it exciting, and that's just an, another one. And again, something in in across the Spider Verse's favor is, as far as I know, I'd have to do research on this. I don't think anyone involved in the production of that movie <laughs> was terrorizing Hawaii. <laughs> no, no, none of them. None of them. Uh, you know, started a cult and kidnapped girls and. Also, people out. We could say this about all the DC movies coming out this year, unfortunately. Um, but and it doesn't apply to the Spider Verse because Spider Verse is its own franchise, and we're gonna get at least one more movie next year too. Is that we don't know? I'm sure because we don't know exactly what's happening in the Flash movie, but there's no guarantee that the Flash movie is going to matter. Right after Black Adam and after it all the lackluster reception or like uh, hype for Shazam. Yeah, it's like. Do I even it all feels very about this movie? Inconsequential. Yeah. You saw like in a matter of it had to have been like three to four weeks from the time Henry Cavill went on Instagram was like, I'm so excited to be back as this character. We're gonna do a bunch of awesome stuff. And then it it was literally like a month later that they're like, We're actually not doing this. Yeah. So I think that there's an air of uncertainty about it. Yeah. That's kinda push putting me off uh, in this matchup specifically. We're three votes. For Spider Verse, yeah, Spider Verse is into the finals. Um, I think we know what the uh, other, what, or what its opponent's going to be. It's Oppenheimer versus Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, I mean, we we could probably just blow through this round like the round's going to go out. Oppenheimer's going to win. Well, the Guardians trailer did have Rainbow. It did, thank God, and it was Graham Bonnet rain, uh, Rainbow, which was kind of shocking to me. Yeah, maybe some points off for that. Um, oh, I, I like that all. Ronnie James Dio all the way. Um, this is Oppenheimer. Yeah. It's yeah. Oppenheimer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we, we've already kind of like, you know, stroked Chris Nolan's shaft so we can, yeah. We don't need to do it a second we time. Don't need, we don't need to. He doesn't like to. Third time. Yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> our final for most anticipated 2023 movie for at least the three of us in our humble opinion is going to be versus spider uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse and Oppenheimer. Ooh, a worthy Super Bowl. I hope it Do doesn't. You, I hope it doesn't uh, get decided by refs. <laughs> Do you want a um, a visually stunning animated movie, a sequel to one of the greatest animated movies and one of the best comic book movies of all time, uh, or do you want the cast-driven, director-driven, epic historical? drama etc etc can't think of the words for it what do you what are you most excited to see this year out of these two mm-hmm. that's a good start it's two wildly different movies right but i'm equally excited for both of them yeah and again for wildly different reasons right 
I think what was Chris Nolan's last movie? Was it Tenet? Tenet. Tenet. Before that was Dunkirk. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and so he's had a, a few forays into historical content. Yeah, I think that this the story is a really compelling one of Oppenheimer and to see his life in this story. And I don't know if any of you have ever read, there was a a graphic novel. I can't think of the author called Trinity. Yeah. And it's about the Trinity project and, you know, Oppenheimer's involvement in all of this. And you see over the course of this story, like this brilliant scientist during the height of world war two, you know, concerns that the Nazis may be building a bomb similar to this, um, you know, the intrigue between the United States and the Soviet Union as yeah, far was, as was, what what the Soviets knew and when and, you know, the fact that the United States did not disclose that we were building this weapon. Um, and over the course of the story where I was going with this was to see Oppenheimer realize what he's done. Yeah. And I'm, I think Killian Murphy is going to crush that. I was going to say, is this uh, the way you described it? It's kind of like a precursor to the space race of the fifties and sixties with, uh, USSR where like you're doing everything in your power to beat the other major power in the world. And especially at the height of world war two, where it's like, if we don't beat the Nazis to this, they'll win the war. So it's like the, the resolve to keep, you know, trying to find a problem to that. And then, understanding of the pro or that the solution is an even bigger problem right is going to be very interesting to see portrayed on screen especially by Kelly Murphy. and i don't know how much of this story we're going to see yeah like is the climax of this movie going to be the successful testing of the bomb or Hiroshima. is it going to be the use of the bomb you know in in august 1945 um i don't know if we'll actually see that on on film in this movie but I think that as far as for something so so deep in content historically, all of the things that Chris Nolan could try to cram into this movie historically, yeah. I think he's going to focus a lot. Obviously, the title is Oppenheimer. On the man himself. On, on this man and what he goes through. And by the end of this movie, like I said, realizing what have I just created? I am the destroyer of worlds. Right. Yeah. So I in this this final round, I'm... Maybe only because I have into the Spider Verse and I've seen it, I think I'm going to go Oppenheimer here. Because um, obviously this is not going to be the same exact movie as Into the Spider Verse, but right. you at least have a sense of what you're getting, and the mystery of not knowing exactly what you're getting with Oppenheimer is kind of intriguing. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I have to go Oppenheimer as well, but also like. To be more simplistic about it. Because <laughs> you bastard, I have to go after you. You're an ass. Is, yes. uh, I mean, like the cast, literally. Like, I, and especially, I, I love the chance to see some guys that I've admired for years actually do something on the big screen. Like, I've been a huge Dane DeHaan advocate for a very long time. Like, I think he's great. I feel bad that he was a shitty green goblin and I don't think it had anything to do with him. I think it was just a wedged in carrier character, but like I, he's, I thought he was a good Harry Osborne. I think he's a good actor. Um, 
I'm excited to see him get something like this. I'm excited to see Josh Peck, who is, you know, you, is not. Uh, he doesn't come to mind uh, of like genius actors. Right. He's so, great, though. Yeah. So to see him get to do something in Florence, who's you, like really getting going. It's, it's, not, it's not just the A-list guys. It's not just Downey. Right. Um, I'm excited you, to see some of these other guys almost. You just have to remember, much. too, though, that because the cast is so large and there's so many roles to play that we don't know how much we're getting of any of these people. No. It could be one scene. It could be. Which but is I, still good for them, but like, who knows who's going to seal the show in this movie at all. You know? But that's also part of what makes it such an anticipated movie. I don't right. know how much we're getting of these guys. I don't I, There's just... I don't know, Chris. Chris Nolan. Every, usually, every time I get excited for his movies, I'm I'm satisfied, even whenever he doesn't quite right. connect. Like movies like Dark Knight Rises, he doesn't have kind of like that contact he has with. I th- the, the thing about Christopher Nolan movies is, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the you know that I enjoy his style of filmmaking and the stories he tells. I feel like almost every time I see a Christopher Nolan movie, there's an actor or two that maybe was never on my radar, and I'm like shit, that's one of my favorite actors. Like, whatever performance he gets out of these people, like you said, that aren't necessarily always the A-list guys, there's just always someone that I'm like, I want to see them in something else. Like He, he single-handedly changed my anticipation for the Batman. Because um, I hadn't seen Robert Pattinson in anything since, like, yeah. Twilight Days. Which I realize that's also me being naive and missing out on, like, some yeah, of his other more indie films, critic, like I think it's, is it, I don't know if like it's good, uh, good time and co- good time. Good time was good. Yeah, like he's he's been in some good shit. I just yeah. I just didn't happen to catch it because it wasn't his mainstream, and I'm hearing about it now. But after watching Tenet, I was like, damn, Robert's perfect. And also, I think uh, like I really like John David Washington in it, and mm-hmm. I um, I really really started. I'm starting to. Aaron Taylor Johnson's really starting to grow on me. He had um, the young up and comer um, Michael Caine <laughs> has been in a few of his pictures. He's got I a great future. Before. He's yeah. really given him a yeah. lot of opportunity. Yeah, he's he's got a great future in Hollywood if he's young. interested. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be the star of Indiana Jones Six. Yeah. Oh God, can you imagine? Yeah, I just i i have to go with i have to go with Oppenheimer and and also I mean this isn't I don't want to dock across the Spider Verse for this but I I was so satisfied with like No Way Home and I I think I've just gotten a lot of Spider Man lately so this is very much just yeah. a, a different like I I just need something different on my palette I guess it, with all of the superheroes and all of the Spider Man as much as excited as I am for this movie. I've um, I've tried more in the last probably five, six years not to like seek out movies that I'm like, oh, this is more of an Oscars type movie. Yeah. But when I see stuff that's, you know, a good drama, a good thriller, something that's not a part of a franchise, it's not superheroes, it's just something else to get excited for. I've tried my best to seek those movies out. Yeah. And usually there are like movies like Spotlight, like stuff like that yeah. where I'm just, you're locked in. Yeah, like you, if we were sitting down right now and thinking of, you know, the top movies of whatever year Spotlight came out, and we read the description and we were like, oh, yes, you know, the the Boston Globe, they're investigating the Catholic church scandal. Yeah. And so, I'd be like, nah, I'm not interested in that. That's a phenomenal movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, would you rather watch that or the 2015 offerings of like Avengers Age of Ultron and. Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and right. stuff like that. You know what I mean? But again, if we were sitting here doing the same thing, 
Yeah. It would have been, you know, I can't wait to see Star Wars. Yeah. That's, that's the right. top movie, right? So we made our list out of things that maybe have some name recognition for us. But at the end of the day, I, I think Oppenheimer takes this bracket. Which yeah. also means that if we do a bracket at the end of this year, it, if it like it could end up being the most disappointing movie of the year, just That's because true. we have such high hopes for right. it. So I'm, I'm very curious if we do a follow up bracket with the actual results of these movies, <laughs> how it's going to pay. Here's out. the problem with doing that: we got to see all to, sixteen. I have to commit to seeing some of the movies I slipped onto this bracket here. You mean you're not going to go see Wonka? Oh man, that's December. I think we're going to see Air for sure in theaters. Um, but I don't want to. I Opening don't want to ignore your thoughts, Chris. What are yours on this final movie? Um, no, it's two to one. So anyway, only we win. Uh, yeah, Fuck you guys you. win anyway. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I would no. I would vote for Oppenheimer. The only thing I would say in Spider versus Defense is that, um, as a whatever term you want to use, I don't want to say connoisseur or something pretentious, it's annoying like that. But as a um, fan of animation in general and an advocate for animation being viewed as a medium rather than a, you know, a storytelling device for children. Um, I think into the spider verse was one of the best candidates of the last five to 10 years for, you know, advocating animation as an art form and as a, as a medium for, for serious critical, like thinking and, uh, you know, viewing of a movie and all that stuff. So the fact that it's getting a sequel and you're going to build up upon that and further that, you know, agenda of this is a serious art form and it's fantastic entertainment, then I'm all for that and I'm glad that it's getting a sequel. So I would I would also vote for Oppenheimer because I'm very intrigued by that. But I would just I would just say that about Spider Versus. Spider Versus doing something, especially with a universally known franchise character like Spider Man who you know everyone knows who it is like doing something different with a character like that is kind of crazy. And I'm just glad that those movies are being made. Yeah. So overall Oppenheimer takes the bracket for our 2023 most anticipated movie. If we could leave with a challenge for you guys here, cause we're always looking ahead at new movies. I've got three movies set to release in the year 2024. Okay. I want you to rank your anticipation for these three movies. You ready? Yeah. Terrified. The Joker. Deadpool. And Avatar 3. Okay. Well, that is tough. I'll I'll tell you right now. Joker. (laughs) I'm sorry. I had this. I had this immediately. Yeah, you go first. I'm a big Deadpool fan, so that makes it easy. So Joker is last. (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm not like the biggest fan of the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. I don't really like watching a dude crack and murder someone on live television. It's just not my jam. Like I just exploiting mental health is not fun. I don't know how you guys feel. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it, and its rewatch value is. I mean, it's like, do I want to rewatch Schindler's List or Joker? <laughs> like both are just sad, tough watches. Um. Also, uh, Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn. Is, is, yeah, Lady Gaga is. Um, no a, offense not to a Lady Gaga, but uh, I I don't really want to take a ride on her disco stick. In that Murray. One. So that one I'm going to knock out. <laughs> Murray. 
so Joker's last. Um, and then uh, Avatar 3. I didn't even see Avatar 2. <laughs> uh, just because I, when I found out it was three hours, I'm like, oh my God. Avatar 1 is fine. It's a fun theater experience, but it's just Pocahontas with blue people. And so like, <laughs> it's rewatch value is just not. I think I, I just blew myself. Yeah, I'm just not. I don't know. I just. I respect James Cameron. There's got to be a better way to say that. Oh, see, I just, I don't respect James Cameron. <laughs> oh, see, I do. That's fine. I respect James Cameron. But but I just, I just, my interest level is just very, I don't want to use, the the kids today say mid and I fucking hate it, so I'm not going to say it, but it's a very middle of the pack. I'll say it. It's a very middle of the pack kind of like feeling for me, so that's why it belongs right in the middle. And I'm biased in that I really like Deadpool. I love the first two Deadpool movies and the fact that he's going to be part of the MCU and bringing in Fox X-Men characters whom I also love. I love that. I don't care about the terrible continuity and all that shit. I love the X-Men movies. I even, I've, we brought them down to dark Phoenix. I don't care. I love them. So having Deadpool with those guys in an MCU movie, I'm actually pretty hyped about that one. So that's easy. I just saw something about uh, Leo Schreiber coming back to play Sabretooth in that movie. He should. He cuz he's one of the, he's probably the best part of that X-Men Origins movie. I don't know if it was one like of the a, worst movies of all time. A rumored thing or they were like looking to to get him back involved, but his name just came up like literally this week. More Sabretooth honestly is a win for me. Um it's kind of funny because I think if I were to rank them, I would say the exact order. So really quickly, Joker is the most recent example of a movie that I watched one time and will never have an inkling to watch it ever again. And the casting of Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn feels more like a pub, uh, publicity stunt. Oh, also I neglected like to state that it's, casting. A, it's a fucking musical. Yeah, yeah we and forgot to mention and that it's this a, musical. Is a musical. Yeah. So I'm just if they want to make it and it's and it's successful, that's fine. But I just don't care about it. Avatar. I don't want to also use the word mid because it's really cringy, <laughs> yeah. but because I haven't seen Avatar 2 yet and I'm lukewarm on Avatar 1 in general, I would just say Avatar 3 is in the middle because I don't hate it and I don't care about it at the same time. Right. And then I hate that you also, like the third choice is Deadpool 3 because I'm not a big fan of the Deadpool movies like you are. But having said that, Hugh Jackman is coming back as Wolverine. If it's literally a, like Deadpool and Wolverine movie and they bring back... Uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen and some of these other names that are supposedly going to be in this movie to like bring it into the MCU. I'm far and away most excited about that movie of the, of the three choices for sure. I don't want to see any of them. <laughs> <laughs> you probably won't. Either. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to see any of them. I watched uh. a solid, probably 18 to 19 minutes of Joker. Oh, you didn't even get to the, the crazy shit then of him just, murdering robert de niro on live television yeah i don't care i hate that scene too it's stupid it was i thought one of the worst (laughs) worst bits of media that i'd ever consumed and i I turned it off i don't like being dramatic and i and like i know this this sounds like a parent in me but like i don't like this glorification of like mental health and how it's actually iconic to get revenge and start this following of murder it just it seems like a sign of our times and it's really scary i I don't like i feel like todd phillips and joaquin phoenix set out to make that movie to say that this is not okay and then but they didn't they had the short sightedness to be like 
all you know the audience members would be like this is fucking awesome it's like yeah that's not the point of the movie at all like this is a terrible person but okay but yeah they glorified that character and it won a whatever you have to say about the the oscars merit joaquin phoenix won best actor at the oscars for this movie which is it's a joke the weirdest thing ever <laughs> that's a joke I no <laughs> pun intended. Yeah. No pun intended. I Avatar can suck a butt. <laughs> as far as I, you know, I do not give a single shit. Everything that comes out of James Cameron's mouth is just horse shit. He's talking about like I'm gonna have to make six, seven, eight, nine now, and I can't. I've no one else could do it. I'd have to train oh. them to make this movie. Also, real quick. They're did not I, called whales. Did anyone else think that it was a conspiracy that that movie made $2 billion after like less than two weeks? I don't know. How How was that even po- Like, I know that they just, you know, it probably made that money in real life, but like, it was so quick. Like how, like some of these DC movies or even some Marvel movies in the pandemic era struggled to make m- money and Avatar 2 made $2 billion in like literally two weeks. Yeah. That seems fishy to me. I think if if you sat me down and said you have to see these three movies, I probably would go number one, Deadpool, because of uh, huge Jackman. Um, <laughs> number two, I think, honestly, I think number two would have to be Joker, and I would just get real drunk, <laughs> real riotous in the stand. Like, I... That would be... And at least Joaquin Phoenix has a crack instead of tits. That's true. <laughs> so crack. they could put it number two, yeah. Yeah. Um, just to see the train wreck that is that movie. Um, and then I would say, no, you can't force me. I'm not going to watch <laughs> Avatar 3. So are you telling me that you're racist when it comes to blue people? I'm saying that I think James Cameron <laughs> has gone too far. I think we've given James Cameron too much power. So out of Ryan Reynolds... Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix and James Cameron, you want to stop James Cameron the most? <laughs> Just stop making these movies? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I, if, and he's if, only made two of them. Look, if anybody, too. if anybody were ever disingenuous, we're on Twitter, and I think that's it. Are we anywhere else? If anybody, only fans. Barely on YouTube. If anybody can respond to a tweet about this particular episode with three character names from Avatar, <laughs> I'll be impressed. I can't think of the actual names. It, it's such a shame, too, because you had the first two Terminator movies, um, a- the Aliens sequel, which is one of the best action movies of all time. It's not a shame. I, His movies are... The Avatar movies no, are successful. No, 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 I know, but Titanic and all these, all these movies that he made before getting sucked up by avatar and now he's just devoted like the latter half of his life to this franchise that makes a shitload of money but otherwise no one gives a shit about they're kind of just more like eh, it's, a, it's an event let's go Visual see it, whatever stunning. Visually yeah, which stunning. is i mean that's great and everything but like high frame i wish rates. you would make <sighs> i wish you would make other movies because you know he's what? made good movies in the past i changed my mind i'm not going to see any of them not even <laughs> in that scenario where you say i have to they're all ranked. No third. one's forcing you. They're they're all ranked third. I'm gonna tie you up and Jesus take Christ. you to go see Avatar at the dine-in theater. We're gonna eat steak and we're gonna <laughs> watch Avatar three, not in three D. Don't threaten me with a good time. All right. If there's one not Avatar in three D, if there's one Avatar movie to watch in three D, why wouldn't it be the third one? Because you could call it Avatar three D. 
Which, I, you know what? This didn't come up in our actual conversation, but I've seen bits about how they should have called Fast 10, Fast 10 your seatbelt. And I think that's a brilliant... <laughs> it's a real missed opportunity. Yeah, really yeah. missed. Same with Thor 4, more Thor. That's also, that would be great. <laughs> real missed opportunities there. You know what? I, before we go, because we, we got to sign off here. Um, I, I, we, this actually made me think of it because we were talking about alternate titles. The MCU's recent run, which has been kind of like... <laughs> Not great. Oh yeah. Uh, it's got some good ones. Wakanda Forever is awesome. Just, uh, do you want me to no say what I awesome. said yesterday? Yeah. So um, the joke after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was that we didn't really see much madness in the multiverse. We saw like one actual world for more than five seconds, and right. the superhero Avengers team of that world got killed in five, like a minute. We saw like pizza balls. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty so, bad. So it's kind of like a misnomer. Like <laughs> years out, Kevin Feige or whoever at Marvel's like, let's use either this term from the comics or an actual title of like a comic book run, mm-hmm. like Infinity War, and uh, just call it that. And then we'll just like kind of make a movie around that or whatever. And it didn't really work for like Multiverse Madness. <laughs> I said yesterday, it's like they called this l- latest movie Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. And you know what? I don't think there was that much mania in the quantum realm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's just like another misnomer. Like, like title t- these movies correctly. Their title department could use some help. I Thor- didn't see that much mania. Yeah. Thor 4, more Thor. Should have been the title because love and thunder. I, there's not a lot of love and thunder except for the last line in the movie. And then yeah. Doctor Strange, you said the title would have been better as uh, Do- okay, so Doctor Strange Darkhold. Yeah. like Because Scarlet Witch is using that book, The Darkhold. Like, if you yeah. just call it Doctor Strange The Darkhold or Doctor Strange Darkhold, it's like, yeah, that's kind of like not as catchy as or, the or I called it uh, like, Doctor Strange Dreamwalkers. It's, it's more like apt to the actual story. and th- But then on the other side of that, you have like later this year, you have the Marvels, which is like, yeah, that's what it's about, I guess. But like, that's yeah. not really a jazzy title. No. <laughs> you can't come up with anything other than that. And then what we said, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, you could just call it Kang. Hope gets a bad haircut. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Think. While I've got Thor on the brain, that movie was so bad <laughs> that I went out, because I'm not a Thor reader. I never was. I went out and, and actually I went on to Amazon. Daddy Bezos sent me a copy <laughs> of um, like the graphic novel, basically the combination of all the stories of Gore the God Butcher. It was a good story. That would have been a great movie if they had actually yeah. adapted, they had adapted and, that. And, that and story. I actually believe that Bale would have been the right choice. Oh, still, Gore is like you know this vicious villain. The story has like time travel. There's three different Thors from like different parts of his life, and it's yeah fascinating. That that's would have been a great that's movie. That's what I thought we were gonna get. And I think a movie about Jane, like really focusing on Jane and her this whole saga of her cancer and being the the mighty Thor would have also been a great movie. And I just, they just kind of stuffed it into one and it was not. That reminded me, the other thing I said yesterday was that they should have just called Love and Thunder because, oh, because that's another misnomer. We don't know what the fuck that even means until the last line of the movie was like, oh, this girl is somehow called Love and so we're Love and Thunder. And it's like a throwaway line by Korg. It's like, they should have called that movie, like still have Thor in the movie. He's the star of the movie, right? That, that movie should have focused more on Jane Foster, and they should have just called it The Mighty Thor. I I will go yeah. see the Joker movie if that means I don't have to see Korg in any other movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I know I know why, but 
the choice to use Korg as like the narrator of that movie was one of the worst decisions in the MCU. I, for my money, they gave they gave Taka, you know, carte blanche there, yeah, just to do whatever he wanted, and it was. It didn't turn out very well. After Jojo Rabbit, they're like, "Oh, keys to the kingdom. Here you go." Pretty much. And he's like, "Oh, all right, mate. Fuck it." <laughs> and he just <laughs> fucked it. And then he did. He did <laughs> fuck he it. He fucked it. Yeah. He took that little pile of rock and he stuck his little taika cock in it and he said, "There's your love and thunder." Yeah. Sorry, that was a lot. We should have wrapped five we minutes wrapped ago. A long yeah. time ago. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just picturing like South Park where Spielberg fucks. Uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh, they're raping him. Just picture Taika doing that to um, Cord. Uh, anyways, guys, this was a great this yep. was a great turnout for March Madness this year. What a um, send off! <laughs> uh, none of my uh, none of my um, parlays won, so we, uh, it's a good time. Yeah, it makes it feel like real March Madness. <laughs> yeah. But uh, until next time, we'll uh, we'll see you guys. Kraken. Crack and set of tits. <laughs>